0: This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts.
1: Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. It's a fun, fun podcast. It's the best of Ian Lee on BBC Counties of the Three Radio Podcast. It's the best bits from the week, guys.
2: That was nice.
1: That's the song I've, I've written and the, uh, uh, yeah. So, welcome to the podcast. I'm really glad you could uh, download it. It means a lot to me. Um, for every time you, uh, every podcast that gets downloaded, my soul lightens a little bit. Oh. Isn't that nice? Yeah. I love you guys. Kelly. Thanks. Kathleen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I love you guys listening to this if you're on a bus, if you're maybe um, school lunch break, maybe you're in a really boring meeting and you're pretending you're taking dictation
3: you better nod a bit more
1: nodding you, no, okay. you Oh you should nod what's wrong
2: <laughs> dictation
1: hey can i um um can i use your dictaphone
2: <laughs> no use the mobile like anyone else
1: use your finger oh isn't well, that joke evolved it. yeah she's so that's my favorite joke i'll do it let's do it old school. Um, Catherine, can I use your dictaphone?
3: No, you can use your finger like anyone I else I love it You pervert Aww. It's
1: such a good joke Massive pervert! And I used to find it funny before I even got it That's how good a joke it is Do people still use dictaphones?
3: Uh, I got one for Christmas once and they did that joke on me
1: Anyway I guys it. I enjoyed it Welcome to the best of podcasts Look, this is, this is bounce that was too good to be broadcast And we're just doing it now That's how good we are, guys High five <laughs> Catherine? Yep Okay mm. She left me hanging there. Across beds,
0: hearts, and bucks.
1: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. On this week's podcast, uh, we really do have a lot of fun. I started by asking, what's your favourite motorway? So, what is your favourite motorway? Let's go around the room before we listen to the uh, pre recorded audio from the, the, the show. Kathleen, what's your favourite motorway? M6. Kelly Betts, what's your favourite motorway?
2: M1 is the one I use the most, so I'm going to go with that fella.
1: And mine is the M40. It's got got a boozer on it.
2: Are we all linked together?
1: Hmm?
2: Are our favourite motorways all linked together? Well, yeah, by other road. Yeah. Yeah, so we're friends. Okay. Even in the motorway world.
1: Shut up. Thanks. Let's have a listen to what happened during Monday's crazy show. Here it is. Hope you enjoy it. It's Dave talking about the A1. Enjoy as it starts. Here it comes.
4: Good morning, Prince.
1: Yeah, it's good. Oh, good morning, Joey Coco. Yes, and you. And you. Hello, A1M. Yes, not a motorway. it starts
4: and ends at Potter's Bar and starts and ends at Way. Well, how can it start... It becomes...
1: Hang on a minute. Then... No, Dave, yeah. you've just said yeah. something ridiculous. Yeah? How can it start and end in one place and then start and end in another place? It starts well, in yeah. one place and it ends in another place. No,
4: no, no, excuse me. If you're coming down from north, you get on it at Way. Yes. And you end, you come off it at Potter's Bar. That's the end. That, well, no, that's if you're the No, no, London, no, that's the start. No, no. If you no, so if you're coming from London, yes. you get on a Potter's Bar. That's the start, and you get, and you get off a Biggleswade.
1: Yeah, so that so that's the Potter's Bar is the start, and Biggleswade is the end. Yeah, if you're going from London. If you're coming Correct. from north, it's the other way round, isn't it? Exactly. Biggleswade
4: is the end, and Potter's Bar is no, the start. No, no, no. If you're coming down from north, yes. it starts at Biggleswade
1: and ends at Potter's Bar. Yeah, no, but... You, where's the, your but logic? You're, okay, all right, wait, listen. Wait, all right, where's your wait, logic, Dave? You, imagine no, you've got, no. you got a snake and, snakes and ladders board, right? Oh, here we you've go. You've got a snakes oh. and ladders board, right? Yeah. And what is it, 100 squares on no,
4: this? No, and hold on. No, in snakes and ladders, you can start only one place. Yeah, at the start. But
1: supposing you started at the end, would that be the start? No. Exactly. Exactly, that would be the end. You're starting at the. You've got a book, Dave. You've got a book. Oh, you may not dear, have heard of those. they're there. But yeah. let's let's say you've got a, a Harry Potter book because you like reading children's literature, right? No, I don't. No, you good. start. You start. You've got oh. the end of the book, right? You're at the last page where it says Annie dies. The end. Oh my right? God! Yeah. Are you starting at the start of the book or the end of the book? No, no. Listen, that's listen. the end of the book, isn't it, Dave? No. So listen. the A one starts. Uh um Potter's Bar and ends at the other place you just mentioned. Look, listen, Hypo Prince. What?
4: Hypo Prince. Are you talking about uh Joey Coke? You, you, you. Yes. If you if you're coming down from the north Yes. Well you hit the motorway oh,
1: A one. For goodness sakes. Right, that's the start of it. No, it's not! The up. start of it is Potter's Bar. No, it's not. What? are where did where did where did they where did, uh, where did, they, where did they start building it? <sighs>
4: where? Uh, yeah. Well, the A1M has been
1: going for years. Well, yeah, it comes, but it must have started. Uh, they must have built it at some point. Weren't there forever? North, north. They started it at the north. Right. First. Well, then that's
4: the start. And Potter's Bar's the end. Oh, uh, dear For all I come on to say about the a Yeah, oh, I know you're talking about your backside. Oh, by the way, Dennis of Dunstwood's going to be very happy now, isn't he, soon? Why is that? Why? When, when BBC Three goes from Luton to Dunster, if he had to
1: pop in? Are BBC, BBC Three going there as well? It's going to be a bit of a squeeze if BBC Three and BBC Three Counties Radio are there at the same time. Well, BBC Three Counties Radio is going to be there, isn't it? Yeah, you know, well, is, so BBC th- is BBC Three going to be there as well? well? Well, it didn't say that in the paper. Well, what? Hang on a minute. So who's going to be there? Three Counties Radio. Exactly. And is BBC Three going to be there as well? No. Then what... I mean... Oh, for goodness. <laughs> Catherine, who let him through? Me. Why?
3: I like Dave.
1: This week, the big news story, of course, was uh, Rolf Harris um, being convicted of uh, various horrible and uh, nefarious offences against uh, young girls and women of various different ages. Now, I didn't particularly want to talk about it, but I felt that we had to talk about it because it was such a big story. But I I didn't want to do kind of a lazy clichéd, hey, let's send him to prison, let's bring back hanging, let's castrate and phone him. So I sort of put it out to you as to what you wanted to talk about. Well, Matt called in and and Matt made rather an interesting point.
5: He's suffered enough. He's been humiliated. He's he's too old. He can't go to prison. He's done. Let's get on with life. He's all over the papers this morning, and you know that. How he must feel, he, he is suffering now. And he will suffer for the rest of his life. So he doesn't really need to go to prison.
1: What about the um, women and the children that he sexually abused?
5: Okay, it's done. It's happened. He's now been humiliated for the last, I think, year or so.
1: The 84-year-old... This is from the front page of The Garden. Yes. The 84-year-old was found guilty of 12 assaults spanning almost two decades from the late 60s. The four victims... And you've got daughters, Matt, so listen to this. Yes. The four victims included a girl of eight, whom he touched after signing an autograph, and his daughter's best friend, groomed and molested from the age of 13. Yes.
5: I know, Ian, I know. He
1: dragged them through the courts, right, yeah. knowing what he'd done. And yet he wasn't um big enough to put up his hands and say, I've been caught. Do you know what? I'll I'll cut this misery short, I'll confess. He yeah. couldn't he didn't even have the decency to do that. And you're saying cause, because he's been on the front pages of a few... Pa- he wasn't on the front pages of the papers for a long time because, do you know why? He had a lot of money and he paid lawyers to take out an injunction, meaning he couldn't be named. Mm. Well, I knew so. he'd been arrested five months before it came out in the papers because, well, there were rumours all over the internet. But he so, kept it quiet.
5: So you're actually condemning him. You reckon right, they should put him away and chuck the key away, yeah? No,
1: I'm not saying that... I, I well, they you are. Should, That's no, what no,
5: you're no. saying, yeah?
1: I'm not, Matt. You're um, let me tell you what I'm saying I'm saying they should give him an appropriate sentence Not saying they should lock away the key but what, yes.
5: What is an appropriate sentence?
1: I don't know, I'll leave it up to the judge I don't know yeah. I'll leave it up to the judge But I'm saying a man who molested an 8 year old and a 13 year old Should go to prison Even if it happened a long time ago Even if he's 84 years old Even if he's a millionaire Even if he's a celebrity Has he re- Do you really think he's suffered? He's been uh, embarrassed uh, and
5: shamed a bit you want to go look at a guy, he's, he's just torn apart. It's, it's, uh, well, I think it, it, these papers, everything gets out of handy and it goes, and you can, you can honestly set, sit there and say to me, I'll sentence him to 10 years. I
1: don't know, I, whatever the job, I, I have yeah, to but go you're by. Saying,
5: Ian, you're not committing yourself. You are not saying he should go away and they should the key away. You're not. No, I'm not saying that.
1: I'm you, saying that the, sen- that the sentence, I will respect the sentence that the judge gives because the, I don't know the rule. I don't know the laws on sentencing, and I will respect the sentence the judge gives.
5: Well, I think it's, it's gone too far along. It's too long ago. Uh, uh, he's, he's suffered enough. He must be suffering mentally. Good. And, uh, Some
1: people might say, good.
5: Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, he, he, he molested an 8- and a 13-year-old girl. I know. He, you've got you daughters, man.
5: Back. Yeah, I know that. I know. I know. I know. Bloody hell. I've got daughters of my own. I know what it would be like. It must have been terrible.
1: So you think he should he should just go home now and live out the rest well, of his life in luxury?
5: He, he, he's, he's a marked man for the rest of his life now anyway. You know, and he'll suffer now for the rest of his life anyway whether they put him away or not, you know, that's down to the the courts. (laughs) But what sentence would you give him? A year? Two years? So even if he goes away, they've got to protect him and just leave it be. Just close it. Close it.
1: And do you think that finally, Matt, because we're running a bit late, Yes,
5: uh, sir. Do you, do you yes, think
1: Do you think that will bring closure for the women that he abused, the children who are now grown women that he it, abused come and molested?
5: the and he's found guilty and that should be enough.
1: After Matt, we spoke to Chris, who um, kind of agreed with Matt and, and said that, well, these things happened a long time ago and, you know, should we be punished for crimes we did a long time ago?
6: Yeah, I mean, I just want to comment not particularly on Ralph's mental condition, um, you know, sorry, health condition, et cetera, et cetera, He's a vastly different person than he was in the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, as all of us are. I'm only in my 30s, so I'm very different. But if I was being held accountable for things I did half my life ago, let's say when I was 18, so at a time when I could have been prosecuted, I could have been put in prison... Um, not particularly me, perhaps other people at my school, other schools, people who vandalised things, people who, you know, went nicking purses at the weekend, you know, maybe over six months and mounted 20 or 30 offences they were never caught for. Let's say that was provable now. These people in their 30s, should they be held accountable for what they did when they were 18, when they were very different people, people who are now business owners and employers, people who maybe run charities now give you know give their lives to to the improvement of others yet they're being held accountable for something which if they were caught at the time they would be put in prison they would be fined um particularly vandalism and violent behavior you know they're they're very different people now so what's your question chris my my question would be is 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 this man the same man he was then? You know, we've already said he's probably not a threat to society now, but he's not been a threat to society since he got to that point and said, what I'm doing is wrong. I'm going to stop this. But he, uh, well, well,
1: there are several things here. I, I don't know if he's. We don't know if he's ever reached that point where he said, "What I'm doing is wrong. I'm going to stop True. this." We don't know if he even acknowledges that what he did was wrong. He was denying it all the way through the court case. And I would suge- I take your point, but I would suggest there is a difference between uh, teenagers nicking purses and nicking a few CDs, and uh, a, a man in his thirties, his forties, and his fifties uh, abusing an eight-year-old and uh, grooming a thirteen-year-old.
6: True, true. And there's, there's a line that he crossed and quite how far over that line he went in those different cases may be different. We, you know, we've had so many celebrities in the press lately, you know, this, this man did this, this this guy. Yeah, but the, this this
1: man, Rolf Harris, definitely did this. It's been proven in a court of law. He um, abused uh, two children and uh, and other women. There's no doubt about that yeah so you're are you questioning whether he should be punished because it happened thirty forty fifty years ago okay. i'm
6: not i'm not saying he shouldn't be punished. it would have been ideal if he could have been caught at the time would have been punished great. at the time yeah. and dealt with at at that point he was he was that man then yeah. and he deserved to be punished for that he is he's not the same man what would what benefit who's who's being benefited by benefited by putting him in prison uh, you know okay. what, what
1: let me go through the list of who's being benefited. Uh, society, moral decency, uh, justice, uh, and the, the women that have been uh, abused.
6: Absolutely. And we, we do live in a society where we prefer to
1: punish than cure. We prefer to... Um... No, do, do both. Do both. Do, put, put him in prison and, and give him uh, therapy okay so what's what what's it achieving by putting him in prison we've got to, absolutely the therapy is absolutely essential yeah. you know
6: anyone who needs help you know if you know even if it comes out of wealth's wallet to to pay for these therapists which you know perhaps would be a great great thing to do but what what's the benefit of putting him away you know what's the benefit of okay. uh, benefit uh, number justice?
1: one justice benefit number okay benefit number one justice Okay, which is a very important thing in this country. Benefit number two, I don't, I don't know the last time he abused a child. I don't know. Stops him doing it again. True. Um, so those I are mean, two quite, those are yeah. two quite good, big benefits. Benefit number three is it, sh- it sends a, a, a serious message to other uh, child abusers and other um, uh, people who commit sexual crimes that you will, uh, you, there is a stronger chance you will get caught. That money and fame is no barrier to punishment, uh, and that this stuff is not acceptable. So, those are
6: it three cre- really big yeah. reasons. It clearly has been a barrier because it's taken so long for each of these, Jimmy Savile, um, you know, and, and the, the other names that come out recently. It's clearly been a barrier. The way to get that message out would be to, you know, this this man molested this child three days ago. They're going
1: to prison. Tomorrow. Yeah, but it does. But it does. But, but Chris, I, I'm, I'm guessing you 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 don't you have never been, or you don't know people who've who've who have been abused, or at least have told you they've been abused, because you can't. The abuser works using intimidation, shame and fear. So if a seven-year-old, if a 13-year-old is inappropriately touched or is is advanced on sexually, uh, they are so fearful, they are so ashamed, they are so intimidated that they can't go, hey, mum, do you know what? That really famous fella off the telly touched my bum and I didn't like it, and it made me feel bad, and it made me feel dirty. They can't do that. They can't yeah. do that. They, that power has been stolen from them by the abuser. And that's why it often takes years and years and years for the, uh, the victim to be in a strong enough position to come forward and say, do you know what? I'm going to claim back my childhood. I'm going to take back what was stolen from me. It takes a yeah. long, long time to be in a position to do that. Well, that's something
6: sort of that society needs to change. We we need to make that not a move. We need to do everything we can, you know. And, and there are moves, there have been moves. Well, then let's send.
1: Let, if we send these people to prison, that that's one. That's one less barrier. That's one more indication that children will be taken seriously. It still won't. Yes. You, you you still. You know. It, it's impossible for us to uh, uh, understand what goes on in a twelve-year-old's head, a thirteen-year-old's head, when they are abused by an older man that they perceive as being powerful, and however however welcome an opening society is towards victims of abuse, and I would suggest it's more opening now than it has ever been, a 12-year-old doesn't think like a rational grown-up. Even rational yes. grown-ups don't think rationally when they've been sexually abused.
6: Yeah, absolutely. But we, I suppose that's where we have to spell it out. This is OK, that's not OK. And that, yeah. that's the other thing you said this morning when it comes to this education. You know, yeah. you know the pants... Um, yeah. uh, thing, you know.
1: And one way of spelling out it's not okay is by showing that that bad men and women, although it's primarily men, bad men who do these bad things will go to prison. Yeah. Chris, thank you very much indeed. And finally, on the subject of Rolf Harris, Maureen was prompted to call in with, well, have a listen to this.
7: About almost 40 years ago, two of my children, two of my daughters were sexually abused, and I mean sexually abused, by a neighbour. He admitted it, and I took him to court, and he was bound up for 18 months. 18 months wasn't long enough for what he did to my daughter. And I still feel very bitter and angry about it after all these years. I feel sorry for um, Rob Harris's wife and daughter. I really do, because they have to put up with it. They have to live with it. And regardless of age, I'm sorry, but a few months, a big, I think he should be banged up I really do he's done a lot of damage people
1: hello? I'm, I'm listening Maureen, I'm I'm, le- I'm letting you speak C- can I ask, how old were your, your children when, when this, this happened? One was
7: 8 and one was 9 they're grown up now and have got families of their own how they feel about it now I don't know, but they had to uh, go to a police station in Boston we're both Uh, examined by a police surgeon, both uh, came up with the same sort of thing. They had different things that would um, look like a man's penis, and they both came up with the same thing. And he admitted it.
1: (laughs) As a a mum, Maureen, how on earth did you feel? How did you find out? Did did your kids tell you? Yes, my kids... My daughter stole me. Kind of s- pretty soon after it happened? More yes. Yeah. Yes, his children would come and
7: play in my house. His wife at the time, she was doing a twilight shift, AC Dorcas, and Basketball. And so these things took place when she wasn't around.
1: And when your girls told you this, morning, how on earth did that make you feel as a mum?
7: W- well, I felt absolutely shocked. I really was shocked, you know. And they would say, don't tell daddy, don't tell daddy. But of course I had to tell my husband because I explained to them that what he did was wrong. And he had to be punished for it. And that was it. And so, of course, when I told my husband, he said, right, get the police. And I did just that. Two peace women came, took statements from both of them, which seemed to go on and on and on. And, um... Eventually, I took him to court within a few months, well, weeks, I would say, I took him to court in Luton. And he was bound up for 18 months. That wasn't long enough. He was a young man. He'd got a family of his own. You know, so I felt sorry for his wife and his children. God knows how many more children that man sexually assaulted. I'd rather think. It's not worth thinking about.
1: And how long ago did this happen, Maureen? This happened in the 70s. OK. It's I can, the 70s. So this was, this was sort of 40, 45 years ago. I can hear you're still very angry and still very hurt about this, aren't you, all this time uh, later? Yes.
7: Uh, yes. Very, very angry. It won't go away. It won't go
1: Sorry, but... No, don't they listen? I, it, I I just think that, it, that some listeners may find it interesting and and um, uh, enlightening to hear just how upset you are so many years later. Because one of the questions that's been raised with Rolf Harris and all of these other stories is, uh, well, come on, it happened a long time ago. People should just get over it. No, and it's not easy to get over, is it? No, that involves
7: your own flesh and blood
1: can't. You just can't. And Maureen, have you, have you spoken to anyone about this? Have you seen a doctor or a counsellor or anyone like that about this? I haven't
7: seen a counsellor, no. I don't talk about it. If I have to.
1: Do you not think that maybe sharing this with someone who isn't connected, who isn't a family member, might help you? But I've shared, I've shared it with you. I've shared it with you. Maybe
7: that's the help. That's a step in the
1: right direction. I don't know. It might be a little bit too soon to to ask, but I'm going to. How how has um, how has telling me made you feel this morning? Obviously, it's upset you, but th- does it feel like a, a, a release of pressure at all?
7: A sort of yes, yes. Yeah, I'm an old lady now.
1: Yeah, but even old ladies deserve to. Um, you know, not not carry burdens and resentments from from a long time ago. Even old ladies deserve to, to, to be happy and um, be helped to let go of things. Mm. Do you speak to the girls about this anymore? Have you ever? When was no, the last we time don't you mentioned talk
7: about it? In fact, I'm not on talking terms with
1: them now. So uh,
7: reasons re- best know themselves. Okay. I don't
1: know. Maureen, I'm really sorry to hear that.
7: Yes, but I do have... I mean, I have a large family, so
1: it's Good. So you've got people around you. Yes, yes. Maureen, I'm going to make a suggestion, and it's only a suggestion, and you haven't got to follow it if you want. If you, do, It might plant a little seed or it might not. Two things. Uh, one, we spoke to the Samaritans earlier on, and the Samaritans are great. They're not just for people who want to slit their wrists or have got a bottle of pills. They're good if you just want to talk to someone anonymously. Mm. Don't have to tell them your name and sometimes it's good just to let things out my second suggestion and they're not for everybody and i understand my second suggestion have you got a good gp yes i do have you spoken to your gp about this
7: no i haven't no i haven't but she's busy well i know but she i know oh, busy.
1: Maureen, listen i know she's busy of course of course they're busy but do you, is she the kind of gp that you can talk to
7: oh yes yes she can
1: my second suggestion, and maybe this is the way to go, and again, if you don't take it up, it's fine by me. It's just a yeah. suggestion. My second suggestion would be make an appointment with her, and when you book it, it's say it's not urgent, doesn't matter if it's in a couple of weeks, mm. and maybe just let her know what happened, and how, and more importantly, how it's making you feel. Mm. Yes,
7: that's a good idea. I could do that. Yeah. I'm at a care home, so um, due to bad health. Yeah. Okay, I'll be going to hospital in two weeks' time.
1: An operation. What you haven't done? Um, hip replacement. Oh, oh, they can do those. They they can do those like putting a car together. That'll be a piece of cake. <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll whip you open. They'll slip in the new hip, and you'll be you'll be doing the tango straight after. Oh, that's something to look forward to. It's something to look forward to. <laughs> Maureen, it's nice to hear you laugh. Just just have a think about that suggestion about talking to the doctor. All right? I will, yes. Thank you so much. I I feel privileged that you you felt you could share that with me. It's been a privilege talking to you. Maureen, thank you very much. Thank you. In the first hour of my um, award-winning show, I've won two awards so far, I play music.
2: What what were they for?
1: One was for doing, like, a a wicked show and one was for uh, being awesome.
2: That's amazing. Well done.
1: You're welcome. Uh, but we play a little bit of music. Only four songs. Some people don't like it, some people do like it. I don't... Bother me, it means I can go out and have a... Have a Rothmans. I don't smoke, Mum. If you miss it, you miss cracking stuff. Look like at this. I don't know this song. Is this song any good that I'm about to play? What is it... Be? No. No? Well, sh- well. Let's have a
3: party tune. Are we up for this? Kells, what do you reckon? up yeah. you want to have a party? Come on. There's a party
1: in my pants and you're both invited. I'll pass. Aye. No, I'm sorry. So... <laughs> told you. you t- fair play. You told us that was, oh, that was Donna Summer.
3: She should have known better.
1: Um, I'll tell you what. Can we have um, Debbie Gibson? <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm in an up tempo kind of pop mood.
3: Why don't you talk to Dr. Mike? I'll get you Debbie Gibson. Which one in particular?
1: Real as real as it may seem, it was only in my dream. Okay, it my was dreams. only okay, in can... my, it was only it in my, my oh you know no, 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 only in my dream. Because if you know all the words, then you could just do your as own. As real as it
2: may seem,
1: <laughs> He's off. He's off. it was only in my dream. It was only. You only the I need to. I got to do the chorus to go oh, into okay, the verse. Again. Oh no! I got to go to the chorus. I'll go straight into the verse. Oh yeah! Nearly in my dreams, as real as it may seem. Here we go. I'm doing it run up. In my, in my dreams, dreams, it was only, yeah. it, was it was only. The chorus. No, 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 no. We'll go round. Only in my dreams. As real as it Sandy. may seem. Don't you put me off, love, but you end up doing it again. It was only a murder. It was only. It was only. Now I used to love you. Oh. Now I know. Now I know that it is real. Ah, oh, now I know that. The <laughs> wow. Now I know that it is real. If I only once could hold you now, now, now. If I love it, what's so fine? Ah, oh, now I know that I can't be real. Stop now out. I know that this is mine. I'm also fully aware we've got a guest on the line that I have to go to after this. Well, he might not be there doctor. anymore. An actual <laughs> doctor. For, let, let's, let's break up this fun with this. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, there
1: are
7: roadworks at. The
1: Good podcast. morning, Alice! I've never heard roadworks sound so exciting!
7: That's that's the point, that's exactly what I'm going for. Exciting, and
1: dare I say it, a little <laughs> bit naughty. Naughty roadworks this morning, Alice, is it? Naughty roadworks?
4: slightly naughty and Naughty, the naughty roadworks! Road road
1: <laughs> Excellent stuff. Well, Alice, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to fade my microphone down, I'm going <laughs> to hand it over to you and you can tell us about those naughty, naughty roadworks and Perfect. also those very, very naughty roads and dare I say it, those naughty, naughty little buses and trains as well. Alice, over to you!
7: We've got roadworks at the Black Cat Roundabout. Naughty roadworks! <laughs> And they're adding to the normal morning delays as you get to the peak time today. Also, in Milton Keynes, there are roadworks on the Standing Way around the Kingston roundabout. Do expect delays there as well. Public transport, that's all looking good with no reported problems. I'm Alice Bossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Naughty, naughty!
1: Hey, we tried to get author Mark Bago on the show. He'd written a book about Glen Campbell. I know what went wrong. It's funny, I got um, uh, uh, an angry email from the gentleman who arranged the... uh, Hey, hey, what happened? And I wrote back saying, "Well, we tried to dial the number, but uh, it was the number was uh, not in service." Got a sheepish reply a little bit later saying, "I gave you the wrong number." <laughs> so we'll be speaking to Mark Bago next week.
2: We'll be though.
1: We well, we'll be certainly having a go. Anyway,
2: apology accepted from uh, you. Why am I apologising to you? You blamed me. Well, it was your fault. I was given the wrong number.
1: You should have checked it up before, love. Hey, hey,
2: hey. How? No, it was that guy's fault. Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't because oh. he
1: works with one of the monkeys and I'm hoping I can tap into him to get another interview with Dolenz. Hey, he's only
2: human. Don't you stop tapping into people?
1: Sorry about that, Ruth. Kelly. I'm sorry. And um, could I just tap into you one more time after the show? OK. Thank you very much indeed. Anyway, we tried to get Mark Bagel on. He's written a brilliant book about Glen Campbell. Uh, he didn't. Or did he? Well, he didn't. But he... Did. Play the audio. Play it now. Yes. Hey, Mark. Trying to call you, but we have the wrong number. Well, hang on. Have we got the wrong number, Kelly? Or are your um, your drugged-up fingers dialling the wrong number?
2: I've got the correct number.
1: Well, have you got your the... Your
2: drugged-up brain sent me the wrong...
1: Well, no, no, I sent you the numbers. Oh, this is what happens when you deal with Americans. Don't they irritate you? <laughs> I, I sent you the number for Mark Bago in New York. Yeah. It's 1.50 in New York a.m. I know, and he's sitting there waiting he's for si- the I'm waiting for the phone call for BBC Three Counties uh, from uh, Leicestershire. And, no, you're uh, saying, why didn't they call? Why didn't they call me? Why, right... Wait, Where, right, where's my guns? I'm going to get another quarry and wait for them to quarrel. I'm going to shoot my TV in the face.
2: Oh, Do you think he'll be listening online?
1: No. Mark, if oh. you're listening online, we're trying to call you. We've got the wrong number.
3: What can he do about it? Maybe he heard the Debbie Gibson thing.
1: Yeah, and that, that turned him off. Right, He's got our number. Do we just sit Does and wait? Does he
2: know our dialing code?
1: Well, do, 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 ah, do you know his? Yes. I a chihuahua.
2: So does he know our darling? I don't
1: know, Kelly. Do
2: you want to give it out?
1: Oh, 01765... if you're
2: calling for America, what do you call for us? Oh, oh, 0011. One, one.
3: No, that's America. 0044. Oh, oh,
2: four. Yeah. Ah. Oh. So 0044... Oh, oh, four.
1: He knows how to dial uh, in Britain. He's written 60 books.
2: Yeah, but they how many not... books
1: have you written?
2: He, he might not have written any books on the dialing code.
1: You don't know that. He's written 60 books. And the odds are one of them is about dialing codes, or at least mentions dialing codes in some capacity. Correct, Catherine? Or involved them, yes. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you.
2: His biographies have included the life stories of some of the biggest stars of rock.
1: I know Captain and Tennille. John. Jackson.
2: Billy Joel. Jackson. Elvis Presley. Jackson. Michael Jackson. Jackson. Madonna. Yep. Can I just
1: say, Kelly, everything has run smoothly, apart from one bit of audio we missed yesterday. Everything has run smoothly whilst mm. you've been living up in a field mm. drinking uh, hooch. Scrumpy. Uh, you come back, we lose a guest. I, my name is going to be Mudden. I can't go back to America now. If I try and fly into America, I'll be. Sir, would you step this way? I'll be back in a room with some dodgy looking Mexicans. I'm not being racist, that actually happened to me once.
2: I've tweeted about this and everything from our 3CR account. Oh. It's going to make us look like. The
1: BBC really... is going to be a laughing. Rubbish. You thought the BBC was a laughing stock yesterday when Five Live didn't give me a job and they didn't give any women any jobs. Now we're a laughing stock.
2: They Who... gave
3: one woman a bit of a job. They gave her an hour a week.
2: Who gave you this number anyway?
1: A man who has uh, works very closely with a member of the Monkees, and I'm trying to butter him up so I can I think
2: he wow. stitched you up like a kippah. Oh, no.
1: It's a bit like when you're in the no. disco, no. You? you
3: know, when you go to the disco. <laughs> and oh, uh, no. a dodgepot comes up and he says, Can I have no. your number? And you say, Yeah, of course you can. Right. And you give him uh, anyone else's number.
1: Yeah. No. Hey, there's a phone ringing, it'll be him. Oh, I
2: don't know.
1: It will be a bit of Whoever
3: it is, we get him on to talk <laughs> about Venice. Glen Campbell. No, yeah.
1: not
2: notice. That would be amazing. What's your name? Yeah, it's him. Can I put you straight
1: through? Beautiful. This is it. Okay. We're going to go live to. Mark Bago. It's down
2: the line. We're going to go. We've got the real Mark Bago on the line. We're
1: going to go to New York City. It's Mark Bago. Good morning, Mark. Howdy, partner. Howdy, Mark Bago here. Mark, great to speak to you. I'm sorry. We obviously got your number down wrong. That's perfectly fine, partner. Now, you've written this book about Glenn Campbell. I certainly have. He was a top-notch bloke, Mister Mister Glenda Campbell. And why did you why did you decide to write a book about Glenn Campbell? I had some free time, and I needed the money. Okay. And you wrote this with his uh, with his daughter. Which daughter did you write this with? The second one, Debbie. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The second one. I didn't get her name. Much. And so you wrote this with Debbie Campbell. It's called uh, Glenn Campbell, Life With My Father. There must be some amazing stories in there, because Glenn obviously struggled with, with drugs and alcohol and fame. So was, uh, give us one of, one of the most shocking stories that you heard in there that, that won't well, get us sued. I, I, I I'd, I'd love to, but
4: you could read the book, partner.
1: OK, we, 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 could, uh, we could do that. How did, how did Glenn Campbell get so famous? What, what was it? the turning point in his career?
6: Uh, I believe it's when he first picked up the guitar and decided to learn to play it.
1: How did he go from um, being uh, just a humble guitar player to uh, being, you know, a country music superstar? Well, that's all in the book. Yeah, maybe you could just, you know, sell the book a little bit, Mark.
6: Yeah, Uh, it's got a nice cover. Okay uh and uh, yeah uh, and, and glenn 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 told me or uh, his daughter told me yes. obviously cuz glenn's not with us anymore
1: no glenn's still alive oh i mean you, what you mean is he's, he's, he's battling alzheimers don't you yeah Yep, yep, okay so when you, uh, yeah he's not with us he's he's now i believe in a residential care home but yeah so you spoke to his daughter oh. and his daughter Said... Yeah, she said that one day he was travelling down the motor highway. Yeah.
6: And he picked up his guitar and decided to start playing it on the highway, motor highway.
1: Thing. Wow, wowzers, that's a great story, Mark. Well, listen, I, I, I really wish you the best of luck with the book. Thank you so much for joining us, and sorry for the mix-up with the phone numbers. That's perfectly fine, Ian. Yeehaw! And just give us the title of the book one more time, Mark. Yeah. You know, sorry, the line's gone a bit Just give there. us the title of the book one more time, Mark. The, the title of the book? Glen Campbell. Mark Bago there. Thank you very much indeed. We're on fire today, guys.
2: That's
1: fire. Let's have a, a time out from uh, linking bits from the podcast and let's just discuss how the podcast links are going. I think we're on fire today. May I, may I just put forward what, what I make up from this? Mm-hmm. I'm being really, really funny. I'm in a good mood. We're going to go and get some food afterwards. I've lost a little bit of weight and someone noticed yesterday. Uh, Kelly's wearing a very bright dress, and Catherine's not really saying much. I think that these factors combined mean that this is probably the best podcast session we've ever had.
2: I think you perform better with a bit of stubble. Thank you. Which you have.
1: So do you. (laughs) Catherine?
2: Yes, it's all very good. She has stubble, too.
1: Peter and Walmart Green called in not to have a whinge, but to talk balls.
2: Actually, it was boards. And ironing that... boards. Covers.
4: If you go to Glastonbury and find an old tent, you can use that as a cover for your ironing board. Free of charge. I don't, want a, I don't want an old tent. Well, you just cut a piece out and
1: put it on. What, a bit of canvas? Yeah. Onto my ironing board. You yeah. know well, the canvas would melt under the heat.
4: Uh, if it, only if it's uh, only if it's not on a or, or that sort of thing. If it's canvas, it won't.
1: Have you done this yourself?
4: We used to do it in a road trade. Not not particularly tent, but bits of material
1: just to tie it on, tie it onto the board. Okay. Okay. Quite simple. Well, hang on a minute. That that involves cutting up a tent. It, well, it would be easier to buy an, an ironing board cover.
4: Well, you was just saying your goes very quickly, yeah. so you could have a long-lasting one. Uh, oh. uh, Look at that, and you, uh, and you can give the boy your boys an extra pocket money.
1: What for stealing someone's tent? <laughs> no, you, if it's so abandoned, why not? <laughs> Thank you for that, Peter. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties got,
1: Radio. I've got coffee up your nose now. <laughs> Kelly! Kelly Bex has got her finger in the air, actually. Just don't care. Can
2: you make that sound again? No, no don't make please. that sound
1: again. It's quite, it's quite messy. Do
2: it. And now we we'll going to explain how that, that sound was made
1: I have a cup of cough And wow. I'm putting my mouth in there And I'm half drinking it and half um, blowing it. And oh,
4: that
3: nothing. my friends is the sound of a 41 year old father of two well,
1: Exactly I'm a father of two This is the kind of rubbish you have to come up <laughs> with at home To keep the kids entertained
3: Hey set your stall out again
1: um, I'd rather do it after half-past. Really? I've got coffee up my nose, is not I?
3: People are walking by the stall at the moment. Oh,
1: oh I'm having a break. I'm having a fag break. <laughs> 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 I'm having a coffee break. That, I, I, I mean, I, I can, but I'll only end up doing it again after half-past. That's oh, not no. me! Stop it. Have a go, go on. It's, it's more fun really than you think. Fun.
2: it really
1: is. Try it. No. Try it with your glasses on. Oh, oh. try it with your glasses on.
2: If anyone's at home and they've got a cup of tea... <laughs> Or cough. Gently off. put it into your mouth, coffee. Gently put it into your mouth. And breathe. <laughs> try, it, um,
1: try it with your soup Pollards on. Go on, Cath. <sighs> She's got her Sue Pollards on today. She's a nice lady, soup Pollard. I met her. Go on, Cath. Go on, Cath. Go, go on, Cath. Go has been about one, one Kath.
2: day. Go,
1: go on, Cath. And this is what go happens. On Kath.
2: Kath. Go, go
1: on, Cath. Go on, Cath.
8: Just saying. Go on,
1: Cath. Go on, Cath. Go go no. Go on cath. Go on cath. Go on cath. Go on cath. Do you know I've
3: got three A's at A level i got. Yeah, I was rubbish at sport. And I went and did a good degree.
1: And I thought I'll become a journalist. Fifteen years later. Go on cath. This is what I deal with. Go one cath. Are you gonna do it? Go
2: on. Go on! I'll tug you at the same time. Yay! We're having fun! Yeah. We're having fun, guys! We're so having Thank fun, you. man! I know she actually wants to do it. And,
1: and yeah, I know she does as well!
2: Cos the hand is like as if it's about to reach for the coffee. I tell you what, we can make it. it a
1: competition and you can win it.
2: Yeah, Kath, go on. You
1: can win a competition. You're, you can win a luxury holiday in, in Spain for seven.
2: You'll be the best at doing that.
1: Thanks to Betamax Airlines.
2: Than any of us. Yeah. Go
1: on, Kath. Hey! The
2: quicker you do it, the quicker Ian will get to travel.
1: Woman, go, do it, please. Do it, go, <laughs> Oh, do it, please. Go on, I'm doing voices and everything. We're having a little bit of bants here.
2: Dear boss, go on,
1: Cath. Go on, Kath. Go on, Cath. You said on, Kath, six weeks. Go on, Cath. Go on,
3: Kath. It's been six months. Go on, Kath. Go on, Kath. Please, we'll be on, back on news.
1: Kath, go Love. on, cath. Go on, Go one one one. Are you going to do it or yeah, not?
3: One. No, I'm not oh, going to do it. bums. Yeah.
1: I don't get... When I said the other week, oh, we should make Matt Lockwood a regular feature, that was obviously a joke, and I thought you guys would have got that.
2: I thought what he had to say was very interesting. I no, think we should make Matt the new uh, breakfast presenter. Oh,
1: right. Forget uh? that. Hmm? He's a plum. He's like... He's like, um... Uh, um... Uh, not Mel Brooks... Melanie C? No, he's nothing like Melanie C. Mel B. <laughs> he's like Albert Bennett. Alan Bennett. He's like Alan Bennett on acid. How do you know? I had a particularly intense weekend with Alan Bennett once. I know exactly what that's like. Um, but, he, but he came in to talk about herons again. Mm. This is this is this counts as. as it's
3: w- not just a heron, though, is it? It's a living plant. <laughs>
1: yeah. This is what counts as a news broadcast feature thing. Well, last week we had Matt Lockwood um, got angry about a pond. Matt's here this morning. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Uh, uh, well, no, when I said let's make this a regular feature,
8: I was joking. Well, it deserves to be told, this story.
1: I, I'm not
8: sure it does. I think it does. I'm, I'm not sure it does. Well, I think it does. Well, so I, we're going to argue about if this should be on your show or not. I'm not sure it does. Well, I think it should be a regular feature. Well... I've come in this morning, we'll at d- this time for this. Yeah, we'll
1: do it. I could have been slep- you know, slept in. You could have been slept in, you're right, whatever that means. We'll do it, but I want it to be noted for the record... Right. ...I didn't mean for you to come in and do it. Really? Okay. Well, you know, this is a genuine issue in Watford. It's well, the it's biggest a-
8: story in Watford at the moment.
1: Well, anyway, you do your script that and says I'll says a lot in. about Watford. <sighs> uh um, oh, dear. There's a pond in Watford. It's the focal point of a £4.3 million makeover of the parade in Watford. And it was gussied up. I've never heard of that word before. Is that a Catherine word? Yep. What does it mean?
3: It means don't let me know, smarted it up.
1: It was gussied up in time for an official. Open. This is BBC Three Counties, not BBC Stupid Northerners. Oh, hang on, sorry, Matt. Oh, Sorry, Catherine. No, I'm not a stupid
3: northerner, I don't take any offence to that.
1: She's such a clever woman, Catherine. It was gussied up in time for an official opening... Thank you! ..by retail guru Mary Portas. Trouble is, it turned green. And you, Matt... I I was gutted. Can I press go? Are you sure?
8: No, that's not right, is it? Yeah. Are you sure it's right? I don't know, I've got Watford Pond Clip 1. Right, here we go. The old pond was looking shabby, the water dirty, it had been neglected for years. So the idea was to give the people of Watford a pond they could be proud of, a pond that I could be proud of. You wrote this script, did you? I did, yes. I'll read it as it's written, shall I? Yeah. You've been posting pictures of the pond on Twitter. When I saw the pond last week, the water was clear. And then when I went back this week, the pond had turned a bogey green colour. Now, the paving around the pond was covered in bird droppings. The new decking was covered in bits of bread. I could go on and I will. An owner let his dog urinate next to me. You let. uh, An owner
1: let his dog urinate next to you? Yep. Then when you say, I still. Why did we play that clip? So an owner let his dog urinate next to you. Yeah. Um, how did that make you feel as a person? Wait a minute. You are meant to say the council said the appearance of
8: the water would vastly improve after they fixed a fault with the filtration system, but as it?
1: Well, yeah, no, I- I've just gone off the script a little bit. Right, okay. i I'm, I'm having what I like to call, I don't know, conversation. A conversation, anyway. How did the dog... It wasn't just the dog urinating next to you, it was the fact that the owner had allowed the dog. The owner had allowed the dog to to urinate next to me. How did that make you feel as a person? It made me
8: feel very unsettled. You're outraged, aren't you? It meant that I couldn't dip my toes in the pond. Why not? I've been looking forward to this for many weeks. i would seen this pond Why couldn't you dip
1: your toes? being constructed. Why couldn't you dip your toes in the pond? Well, because I had a dog
8: urinate next to me. <laughs> I had pigeons that were <laughs> fluttering about all over the place. There were bird <laughs> droppings on the steps. Okay. There were bread on the decking. There were bread on decking. You've heard it in the clip.
1: Well, that what that We had bread on decking for tea, and we were grateful. Now, well, p- um, OK, let's go back to the script. The council said the appearance of the water would vastly improve after they fixed the foot with a filtration system, but has it? So, back by no popular demand, it's our Pond Life reporter, Matt Lockwood. Matt, is the water any clearer? Well, I went back to the point yesterday, this. He's Ian. This. Remember, we were
8: promised... He's reading this as though it's a conversation. We were promised a vast improvement, a vast improvement in the appearance of the water. He's
1: pointing the finger of truth at me. Now, perhaps
8: this new filtration system needs a bit longer to bed in. So the water is still a shade of green. I described it as a bogey colour last week. Now, to be fair to the council, it's a bit clearer... Now, the fountains have been switched on at last, all three of them, so they make a nice shh, shh, shh sound, page two of the script, but the steps are still covered in bird droppings. Now, eventually, I rolled up my trousers and had a dip in the pond. Shall I play this clip? So it's a moment I've been waiting for. Finally, I can put my feet in the water, and the water is a bit cold. It's very soothing. Well, I've just seen a cigarette butt there. I might ask other people if they want to join me and dip their toes in the water. Do you want to dip your toes in the water with me? No. No? No, thank you. You don't, you don't fancy getting your feet in no. that water? thank
7: you very much. Is no. it too
8: green for you?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
8: if it was a bit clearer, would you put your feet in that water? I'm alright, I'm alright. Are you alright? Yeah. What about this little one? Would you like to go in Watford's Pond? No, she's not saying anything, <laughs> is she? Thank
6: you.
8: Just ask these people over there if I can persuade them to have another dip with me. Sorry to bother you, don't fancy dipping your toes in the water with no, me, do you? No, thank you. no. <laughs> no, not, You're not too enthusiastic about the new pond then? No, I'm fine, I like but, Fine, but we're having a business meeting. You're having like a business meeting, no stories.
1: Uh, um, I pick up here. You sound so genuinely sorry there. Who
8: has a business meeting it. outside a nightclub? He's reading this. Who has a business meeting He's outside
1: a nightclub? Who, 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 who writes that sentence and They were having
8: it. a couple of drinks outside the nightclub. This are having a business meeting. They were just having a couple of drinks. OK. Anyway. The thing is, right, I'm yeah. going off script now. Yeah, go off script. Well, I've gone
1: off script. In fact, let's put this I've script gone off, in the bin. I've gone off you. <laughs> you were worried that people would go in and, and mess around in the pond. I was, and I was concerned that people... But then you did, you went in and messed around in the pond. No, I went
8: in to dip my toes in the water. Well, you're not allowed to do that. Yes, you are. Who says? Well, there are steps leading into the
1: pond. You can't just go and walk into a pond. Why not? It's a pond. Exactly, it's a pond. It's a pond. Exactly, it's a pond. It's a pond. Exactly, it's a pond. It's
8: a pond. Exactly, it's a pond. It's a pond, so you should be able to dip your toes in the water. Now, my feet felt lovely. As I says, the water was soothing after I went in the pond. Did you touch the giant heron? Yes, I did. Now, there's a picture on our Facebook page of me touching the giant heron right now. Kelly, you've put it on there, have you? Yes.
2: Yeah, and Twitter.
8: It's already got some response on Twitter. Oh, Kelly? Kelly's not sticking to the script, are you? Lovely. Now, at book underscore Carter says it looks like you're taking the giant heron's temperature. It doesn't say that. It says it looks like you're taking its temperature. Well, I'm just clarifying that it's a giant heron. At underscore underscore Paul G... (laughs) Is that how you read these tweets, Kelly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why yeah, not? Why yeah. not? Uh, it says you look like Rodney out of Only Fools and Horses. You plonker. Why
1: these these contribute nothing to the show or the story? They do because they're, they're, well, the they're, comments from What they're from
8: saying is what Buck
1: underscore Scar- uh, Carter and underscore underscore Paul G is saying is
8: you're a muppet. They're saying I'm a plonker for touching the heron and being in the pond. Well, I think it's a right of passage, when you get to a certain age, to be able to dip your toes in a pond. Anyway, (laughs) just to reassure the people (laughs) living in Watford... Touching the heron's ..that this giant heron is not an artificial bird that's been genetically modified.
1: No, it is an artificial bird. No, it's not. It it is an artificial bird. It's not an actual bird. Yes, it is. It's not an actual bird. It's a living plant. Yeah, it's not a a real bird. Anyway, when would a plant not be living? When it's artificial. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we've messed up this script. It's you. <laughs> no, I'm sticking to the script. Why are we doing this as a script? Listen, Matt, c- can you... Can, can, we've got to go to the travel. Right. So, um, can we come back and finish this off
8: in a bit? Yeah, Anne House. We'll, we'll, we'll hear from her after the travel and... Who?
1: Yeah, anyway. So we took a break for travelling news and when we returned, Matt was still here banging on about a heron. I mean, I need to get to an end of my story, here. Yeah? I've... I've, I've... <sighs> I've asked him to pass you the papers to look at for the paper review. He's given you one.
8: He's, he's leaning on oh, the Yes, I have. Yes, yeah. Actually, look through those. Keep yourself busy while I Thanks. carry on with this story.
1: Oh, is he not finished? No, he's no, not finished. We I have another two clips to play.
8: I haven't done the meat of this story. I've done the bread, but not the actual meats, ham, salad, all that you're kind of putting, thing.
3: You're not putting butter on it?
8: Uh, I put that on before. Well, Ian, that first clip, he put the butter on. Anyway. Um, so, can you, t- can you take it from when would a plant not be living? We've done that one. You messed the line up. Well, can you say... <laughs> it's all scripted. Oh, I'm just going to carry on. When would a plant not be living? When it's artificial. Anyway. Anyway, Ian, you're, you're missing, missing the, the point. I'll oh, get rid of that. Get rid of that. Local Your campaigner Anne Howes, whose, whose family's been, been in Watford for nearly 300, 300 years, years, says the water, water features... features a health and, and safety, and safety nightmare. nightmare. Shall I press the button? We
0: are expecting something different with the problems that this has brought. Health and safety issues that we've got with this, and I would have expected within a week, two weeks, that this would have been lovely, flowing, clear water. Not. We've had two accidents up here already. I understand. And um, one somebody I know that's witnessed this. We've got a we've got an issue here where the steps go right into the water. We've got um, the birds that have come back, the mallards. We've got loose dogs. They're going to be going in the water and savaging the birds because this is what they tried to do to the pigeons that are around the area because it's a dog's nature to chase pigeons and ducks. And I can see this is what's going to happen. It's not going to be nice for somebody to witness. And One of the accidents we've had is somebody, an elderly gentleman's, tripped up. And also before we had the depth of water in there, somebody fell in and hit their head from this side, I believe.
8: This pond... Let me turn the microphones on. This pond is now a health and safety nightmare. Oh. Serious concerns. People fall in the pond. Last night I was told a I, toddler might fall in the pond. And you know, these health and safety <laughs> notices yeah. that were in the pond, where the giant pond. heron was,
1: pond. they've now been removed. OK, several things. Yeah. The thing about ducks is they've yeah. got an extra axis that they can operate on. What? Right, d- d- dogs only work on the, uh, the, the... What do you call that one? The horizontal? Why is he banging on about? Ducks. ducks
3: can fly, Matt. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, not f- fly very so well. So If
3: you've got a big, a dog bounding towards you, yeah. slaver, and it's ah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna savage you.
8: Yeah, fly off, savage don't you? You and fly you off. You'll dirty rats. But they can't. They can't get very far, can they? I mean, in the sky's quite far. What ducks can actually f- can fly like pigeons? Yeah. Really? Anyway, I still think this is a genuine concern. Don't you remember, yeah.
3: flying ducks, you mum had on the wall.
1: Never had those things on my oh, wall. That's tat, it. I mean, Are we anywhere near finishing this tedious story? And it's an, it's an important issue to people like Anne. Right, I'll just I'll just your, skip
8: this. Your, your... Anne says the money would have been better spent elsewhere in the town.
1: I wouldn't
0: consider what's down there as much better than what there was before. What should have been done was the lower part of the town. Marks and Spencers, where you've got great big boulders lifting. If somebody fell there, their head would go straight under a vehicle coming up the town. So this is where the work should have been spent. This is where the money sh- should have been spent, down the bottom of the town.
8: So £4.3 million has been spent in their own place. Yes, it should have been spent definitely. at the bottom of the definitely. high street, rejuvenating that area, yes. not a pier.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about that. And that's lots of people's concerns about it as well. So all this money wasted when it could have been put to better use down the bottom, where it still needs doing.
8: It is a tale, if you like, of two halves of the town now, isn't it?
0: And I, d- I don't think that even when the Watford Live is finished that you're going to get any more people up here than what you did before.
8: Yeah, I mean, one of the justifications for the new pond and the new pavement is to attract more people into this area of the town. Do you think that's going to happen? No, no,
0: no. It would have to have been something spectacular.
8: So Anne House is not a happy woman. She is a passionate woman. Remember, her family have been in Watford for nearly 300 years, 300 years, so she knows what she's talking about. In the next hour, I'm going to be interviewing, live on the radio, Mayor Dorothy Thornell. We're letting you speak to the Mayor. I'm going to speak to the Mayor and put these points to the Mayor, see how far we get. This is two hits, is it, this morning? Mm.
1: Well, um, actually, we were thinking maybe weekly feature, weren't we? Oh, come yeah. on, that was a joke. No, it's so a joke. So when are you going to back,
3: Matt, you've got to do the outro.
1: I'll be back next Thursday with Pond Life Part Three. No, mate, th- yeah. Catherine, back me up on this one. You know that was guff.
3: Well, people, I've done some research. People like ponds.
1: Yeah, exactly. Kells, and Kells, people love a giant heron. Back me up on this. This is ru- you weren't here last week for this. this. Is rubbish, isn't it? Um. Oh, you're not going to say um, we should keep it as a weekly feature, are you?
2: <laughs> I just think it's the funniest thing ever. Exactly. On my
8: head. So Pond Life Part Three. There's many questions next week. We is a giant heron to still make there? It exotic. Is a giant heron still there? Has a safety barrier been installed? Are the fountains still gushing?
1: That was Matt Lockwood, 1958 to 2012. Well, that section of the show led to many, many, many complaints. And I, for one, take them very seriously. For the second time in this podcast, it's Matt in Luton. Good morning. Matt, what would you like to say, sir?
5: You're a disgrace, you're sure, this morning. Excuse me? You're a disgrace. I can't believe you've allowed that guy on. And normally, I would never go back to Chris Evans, but I'm really thinking about it going back to Chris Evans. Why why have you suddenly changed and done a crap show like this? You were doing great. You were coming up to Jonathan's standards, and now you've gone backwards again. Why?
1: So I was coming up to Jonathan's standards. How close was I to the standard set by JVS?
5: Very close, because Jonathan is uh, really good. I mean, let's be honest, he is the cream of the crop. Yeah. He's a bit like the Wogan's of the world.
1: He's a bit like the Wogan's of the world in, in, in terms of hairstyle,
5: yes. Oh, who's, never mind, who? don't take the makeup of his hairstyle. The man's got personality in
1: Yeah, and he's, he's, he's got hair that he can take off at night, and that's fine. And you... you, you uh, I can't believe
5: how you've gone back today. Well, it's, who's... It's li- so I,
1: I was approaching JBS's standard, and that really is a great compliment. I'm a big fan of his work. Whose standard have I sunk down to now?
5: Well, you, you, you... Chris Evans, I suppose. Oh. I can't stand him. Right.
1: You're from Oopnort, uh, isn't it? <laughs>
5: <laughs> you, you are though, aren't you? I'm not from up north. I, I'm an Irishman.
1: Well, that's kind of north and to no, the it's west not. of it. It
5: depends where you're sitting.
1: Well, <laughs> from where I'm sitting, yeah. yours. You, I thought you would have enjoyed the regional
5: accents. Uh, uh No, I, I don't mind the accent. God bless, you. it's a lovely accent, but yeah. I wouldn't like to hear it every morning. Okay.
1: Well, um, I, I can only apologise, Matt, and in many ways I agree with you. Yes. The first hour of the show this morning has been absolutely awful, uh, and I blame Matt. Lock- Matt, we'll be back in about ten, twelve minutes to interview yeah. the mayor of Watford.
5: Yes, that should be exciting. Yeah, uh. but I hope I hope your standards start to pick up again because I do like listening to your show. I'm really like gonna-
1: I'm really going to do my best, Matt, and I'm going to take that criticism on board. Great. Right, Matt, thank you. Maybe give us a call later on, or perhaps tomorrow, and let us know how it... See, what mean, Catherine, because we've got the flipping pond life. Scrap it, it's a rubbish thing.
3: What? Well, people like
1: ponds. Matt well, Matt what? Matt Dun You done do you, Matt?
5: Yeah, I like ponds, yeah. See, oh.
1: Then what, what's your beef, then, Matt?
5: I like water features. Thanks very much. <laughs>
1: Across beds,
0: hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Here are some callers. Nice link. I'm running out of steam now.
2: All right, how do we steam you up? Maria had some very, very important
3: news to impart.
1: Yeah, that's a good one, thanks. Cut that bit out and I'll do it. OK. Maria had some very, very important news to impart.
3: You might want to start digging the
2: bunker. And buying beans.
1: You might want to start digging a bunker and buying beans. That's enough.
2: Wait, I just want to quickly oh. add that when I spoke to her on the phone <coughs> before putting her on air, yeah. she, she said this. So <laughs>
1: Let's play it and then come back.
7: I collect papers and I look at anything that's very vital. Yes. Britain faces climate chaos from Toskit volcano blast. From a what? Britain, I turn the radio off. Yeah, turn
1: the radio off, that would help.
7: Britain faces climate chaos from Toskett volcano blast.
1: What's a Toskit volcano? Britain's
7: greatest future threat may come not from th- flooding, terrorism, or what? economic collapse. Yes, but from a su- super volcano oh, per- e- eruption.
1: And we don't want a super volcano eruption what, what, what? in
7: Iceland. A cabinet officer oh, report gosh.
1: is... This is terrifying.
7: ...to warm ministers. That's just a bit of the reading. Oh, first. Maria,
1: that is terrifying. When's this happening? What time today?
7: I don't know what time today. Three this o'clock? Is, um, a Sunday time.
1: Can it not... Is there any chance we could delay it until tomorrow? Because I've got tickets for Monty Python tonight. What? I've got... Is there any chance we could delay the Toskit volcano... Until tomorrow, because how I've got...
7: Do, how do we know it's going to come?
1: Well, I've got tickets for Monty Python tonight, and I would hate that to be ruined by a, by a volcano. I've spent <laughs> a fortune on these tickets.
7: Such an eruption would blanket the UK
1: oh, and
7: Northern Europe with ash and Toskett fumes.
1: What, what? 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 Climate what? what are Toskett fumes? Don't ask me. Is that like a load of cows doing a blow-off in a field?
7: I shouldn't think so. I should think it's
1: ash. Well, no, that's the ash. You said the ash, and then you said, and Toskett fumes.
7: Yeah, I've just read that out of the paper. I know,
1: I heard. Um, uh, Are you worried, Maria?
7: Well, I am about this. I think the ministers
1: should know. What are the ministers going to do with it? Hello? Hello. Oh, you're still there. What are the ministers going to do with it?
7: You tell me. You tell me. Including... What? Ross. ...roastingly hot summers and bitterly cold winters. Well, that don't sound so bad. A cycle could last several years. The report will... ...will warn.
1: Punctuation is such a faff, isn't it? You're still laughing, Kelly. <laughs> Six minutes later. Why was it... So, what's so funny?
2: <laughs> she said... When she rang, she said, I, I found a news article and um, there's going to be some volcanic vul- <laughs> Chakos. And I said, What's Chakos? She said, It's, g- it's, gonna- it's Chakos. And I said, Gosh. Spell the word you're reading. She said, C H A O S. And Ch- I said, Chaos. Chay-cos. She said, Yes, lots and lots of Chakos.
1: Now, you picked up in that, which I didn't pick up, the, the bit we've just heard, that another word that she was saying
3: Tostic. And I thought, oh, maybe it's one of these sort of, um, like a Sandy Toxic, uh, yeah. a Swedish import. Yeah. She's not Swedish, she's Danish Scandinavian. Racist. Of some kind. And uh, no, I, I, I think she was saying toxic.
1: Because I thought toxic it was
3: a. Toxic pl- va- volcano.
1: I, having heard it back just then, as we did, as we listened to all the bits that we play, but did not put in afterwards, I thought she was. Yes, I, she was trying to say toxic. I thought it was a place name mm. in uh, Iceland. Toxic. That all happened Monday to Thursday this week. We're recording this on the Thursday. We don't know what's going to happen in Friday, but you will I now. What's gonna, I know what's going to happen. Well,
2: I'll tell you in the meeting.
1: Uh, oh.
2: But it might not be good enough to make the podcast. So the podcast might oh. just end now. No, it oh, cannot
1: it end now. We have to have something from Friday show in the pod.
2: We've got quite a lot already, and
1: here it is.
2: But if we don't have, then you'll just hear this, which is Ian saying bye. Bye.